Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, Matthew Kachuk was traded. Unfortunately, it was not to the St. Louis Blues. Trade broke late, late Friday night. Uh, so I haven't had time to react to it until now. But look, today's episode, self-explanatory. Spending the whole time dissecting the trade. Should the Blues have done it? What do the Blues do now? All that fun stuff. Make sure you stay tuned. Going to be a busy episode. Lots to cover. Lots to go over. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully y'all are too. Your Locked On Blues. Your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, as always, and got a fun episode for you today. Going to be completely reacting to the Matthew Kachuk trade, all the takes, should the blues have done it, all that fun stuff, and more. Before we get into that, though, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so set the stage. In case you somehow missed it, it's Friday night. You know, I'm 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 starting to enjoy my weekend. Uh, you know, tough five days of work, all that good stuff. You know, enjoying the weekend. Recorded a nice podcast for the day. Already uploaded it. Not even thinking about it. You know, thinking a Matthew Kachuk trade might happen over the weekend. Might happen a week from now. It's not even in my mind at that point. You know, I had a full week of news, pretty much covering it and talking about it and giving my thoughts. And you know, really felt like we hadn't gotten much updates. Uh, in terms of a trade coming anytime soon. And then, like, literally at, like, 11 o'clock at night, it might have been later, you know, Eastern time for me at least. So it was earlier for a lot of you guys, uh, Central time. Um, but regardless, late at night, I get a I get a DM from my buddy, and it's just a Twitter DM. And I don't see the tweet first. I just see WTF, tons of, like, freaking out. He's sending me, I'm like, what the heck could this be? I open it up. Matthew Kachuk has been traded to the Florida Panthers. My heart drops i think myself and like a lot of you have pretty much completed the trade in our heads uh ashamedly i hate to say it but i mean i was i was pretty confident that the blues were gonna were gonna get it done uh and when i saw that he was traded to the florida panthers obviously i was let down i did say on my podcast uh on thursday or wednesday's episode that i think the one team that had a maybe a slightly better chance than the st louis blues is the florida panthers they had the cap space tech not not i mean they didn't have the cap space but they had the they had the assets i guess i could say um and the willingness and you know florida no income tax so i was worried about the florida panthers um after hearing them on the list but i wasn't you know didn't think it was gonna happen like this so trade comes out Return takes a little bit, though. So before we even get into the return, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. The Blues didn't make this trade. Um, Matthew Kachuk isn't going to be a St. Louis Blue. This is terrible. Um, a lot of people, including myself, were disappointed, were frustrated. A lot of people were calling like, oh, what the heck, Doug Armstrong? What was your plan? You know, you you really mismanaged this one. You really screwed up this move. Uh, you could have had a franchise change player. And I was in that book. I was like, how the heck do you miss out on a guy like Matthew Kachuk who – you know, maybe a once in a generation type talent to bring to your your team uh, in terms of you know the hometown connection, all that stuff. And um, I was disappointed. 
And then we found out about the return. And I'm a little less disappointed now. So, the return for Matthew Kachuk, who is 24, had 104 points last season. The primary asset that they got back is Jonathan Huberto, one of the best players in the league. I believe he is the all-time leading scorer for the Florida Panthers. He had 115 points last year. Absolute animal. One of the best players in the league at his position. Uh, One of the best forwards in the league. He's 29. His contract is up next year, but he was the primary piece. And you're thinking, holy crap. Now you get why the Blues weren't able to match that. But then you look and it's also Mackenzie Wieger, a 0.5 point per game defenseman, similar, you know, age range to Huberto, a guy that they'll keep on the roster for a long time moving forward, a very, very solid, potentially number two, number one D-man, if at worst a number three or four defenseman, plus a, uh, a pick, and I think there was a prospect in there as well. The return was just absolutely massive, and then it starts to make sense why the Blues didn't go after Matthew Kachuk maybe as hard as the Florida Panthers. Now, there was a reported offer for the St. Louis Blues that I'm going to go into a little bit later in the episode, but I do want to just talk about the return a little bit um, and my thoughts on that. Though Before I get into that, I'm going to head to a bit of an early ad break just so I have lots of time to talk about the trade, the return, all that fun stuff. So like I said, today's episode is brought to you guys by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, sports, and podcasts, they have you all covered Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. So let's talk about why this trade made sense for both sides. Why did this trade make sense for the Calgary Flames? Well, put it simple Matthew Kachuk didn't want to return there. You're essentially saying, all right, well, we can give him arbitration, get him another year, give him another two years, maybe, and then he's gone for nothing. Or you can ship him out and you hope that you make the best for him. You hope you get the best return for him. Why does this trade make sense for the Florida Panthers? Uh, They're in a team that's very highly competitive. They have a very young core. They have a very defensive-focused team led by Alex Barkov, one of the best two-way centers in the game right now. Um, You know, Great goaltending, great defense, great offense, just the President's Trophy winning team. They were a really, really good team last year who just ran into a buzzsaw in the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it would make sense for them to be after a guy like Matthew Kachuk. Um, and then you think about why are they trading Huberto and Weger? Well, the thing that makes the most sense to me is that Jonathan Huberto, at least him, maybe also Mackenzie Weger, had informed the Florida Panthers that he did not want to re-sign with them after next season because his contract would be up at the end of this upcoming season. Now, is that confirmed? Not at all. Um, From what I've heard, it sounds like Huberto just hadn't heard much about his contract extension. He wasn't completely against it, but he just wasn't sure where the negotiations were at. And then the next thing he knew, he was traded, and that kind of rubbed him the wrong way. So it doesn't sound like that was the complete case, that he just walked into the Bill Zito's office and was like, hey, you know, uh, I want out next season. Just letting you know I'm not resigning here. I don't think that that's what happened. I think maybe 
they would rather have Matthew Kachuk locked up, even if Jonathan Huberto was willing to stay, which, look, you're getting yourself a, a um, superstar who's very, very young and very, very good on both sides of the puck. He was called a generational talent um, by Bill Zito. I don't know if he's a generational talent, but he's pretty darn close. Um, he is, you know, there's not a lot of players like Matthew Kachuk in this league, so from that standpoint, it makes sense. Uh, but man, did they give up a did they give up a haul? You know, I I don't think that there's a, a team in the league who can beat that package willingly. Uh, Jonathan Huberto is tremendous. He is, like I said, one of the best players in the league at his position. He led the Florida Panthers to their tremendous season that they had this year. And Mackenzie Weger is a very capable defenseman. But Matthew Kachuk, as like like I said, is a guy that you kind of try to go out and get at all costs and. I mean, the Florida Panthers did that, and we'll see how it plays out next season and in, you know, the eight seasons that he's signed. Which, speaking of, he did sign an eight-year extension at, I believe, $9.5 million per year. No income tax, no state income tax <clears throat> for Maddie in Florida. So he is getting that bag for sure. Um, but yeah, big contract. They got done right away. Apparently, the contract negotiations started before the trade call was announced, which seems a little fishy. Uh, or before the, not before the trade was announced, before the trade was agreed to. It sounds like that Florida and uh, Calgary were getting close, uh, and they let him, they let Maddie know, like, hey, you know, looks like you might go to Cal or might go to Florida, and then start, started talking about the contract before the trade was even completed, which is a little interesting. Um, so who knows when that was going on? But yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm saving the inevitable. What could the Blues have traded to beat that package for a little bit later in the episode because. I mean, it's all just speculation. I kind of want to focus on the trade just from the, the two teams involved perspective first. So yeah, let's look at Calgary right now. So the Calgary Flames took a guy in Matthew Kachuk, who they knew wanted out. Obviously very disappointing for them. They just lost Johnny Gaudreau. Matthew Kachuk is a guy that they drafted, um, had been tremendous for them. Really, really good. Looking like he could be the next you know face of their franchise. Um, but then all of a sudden he announces that he is not willing to resign there and they're kind of put in a chaos mode where crap, we can either... You know, try to bite the bullet and get him to change his mind, or we can sell high and get the most for him right now. Because I'm not, I'm not trying to say he's not going to have a 104 point season again, but he massively, massively, massively improved from his previous season to the one where he put up 104 points. Um, he did have a center on his line that allowed him in Lindholm that really helped him uh, get to that point. I still think he's a really good player. I think he's an above point per game player, but you know, there's no game. It's not like he's been producing at that level for years and years and years. And you could say the same thing about Huberto. Huberto did have a huge season, you know, 115 points way higher than he'd ever had. So sort of a similar situation, but you're not exactly, you know, getting rid of Connor McDavid, who's putting up, who's been putting up a hundred points, you know, a season for the next, or for his first, you know, X amount of seasons in the league. It was Matthew Kuchuk had just broken out. So his value has, was the highest it had ever been. And maybe, the highest it would ever be. That's not a guarantee. You know, he could go out and continue to improve. And I honestly think that he will go out and continue to improve. But just the way that he had that drastic jump up um, and the way that the Calgary Flames kind of scored so many goals this season, and he was, you know, Johnny Gaudreau was playing so well as well. Um, there's no guarantee that he will repeat those numbers. So from the Calgary Flames perspective, you're selling on him at the highest point he's had in his career. And then you go out and you bring in not only Jonathan Huberto, who instantly becomes the best player on your team, by far, I mean, that's not saying much because they did lose Johnny Gaudreau, but still, um, you bring in uh, a guy like Jonathan Huberto, who is a, 
all-world talent, uh, one of the best players in the league. I've said that like four times this episode, but still, he is a spectacular player. 115 points, um, was close to the top of the league in point total this year. Um, and like I said, Florida Panthers were one of the best teams in the NHL this year, uh, and you have to attribute that to Jonathan Huberto's play. So you get Jonathan Huberto. Already a win, in my mind, for the for the Calgary Flames, just considering the position that they were in. Uh, you look at the other offers that were around the league, the Blues, the best player that they probably could have gotten around there was Vladimir Tarasenko, who, no disrespect to Vladimir Tarasenko at all, <clears throat> Jonathan Huberto is more valuable than Vladimir Tarasenko. And I think you just, in that situation, you take the trade where you get the most valuable player in return. You could argue that Jordan Cairo may be more valuable than Vladimir Tarasenko, not more valuable than Jonathan Huberto yet. Maybe he will be someday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he continued to progress and continue to get that good. Whatever. Besides the point. When you're looking at it from the Calgary Flames perspective, you take the trade where you get the best player in return. And the Florida Panthers far and away offered the best player. And as much as I hate to say it, Mackenzie Weger might have been better than the second best player that Blues could have offered. Maybe if you put together Vladimir Tarasenko and Jordan Cairo, then maybe um, you, you you don't beat, uh, or you, maybe you beat that offer. But I don't think Vladimir Tarasenko would have gone to Calgary anyways. That is a conversation for a later on in the episode. But yeah, I mean, from the Calgary Flames perspective, I think you see that as an absolute win. You got the absolute best return you could have for Matthew Kachuk. You know, it stinks that Kachuk leaves. I'm sure he was a fan favorite. I'm not sure. I guarantee you he was a fan favorite. But you're bringing in two players that you can be really excited about, including one player that has now become the face of your team, just like that. And I don't know if there were any other teams in the NHL that had a solid, you know, face of the team that they could have given up uh, to acquire Matthew Kachuk. Now, Matthew Kachuk becomes the new face of the team, so it's kind of a, a win-win for Florida in that sense. Do I think that they overpaid? Yeah, but do I think that they're going to regret it? Not really. I think Matthew Kachuk is good enough to where they can kind of transition and have him for eight years and rebuild around him. I mean, playing alongside Barkov is going to be ridiculous. They're going to be so, so good with him um, with those two on a line together. So it's interesting to see what that's going to turn into. Um but I mean, it's 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 probably a lot better than I thought Calgary was going to do for Matthew Kachuk. I thought that they had not a lot of leverage considering that the knowledge was public that he wanted out, but Florida just wanted him so bad that they're willing to beat out everyone's offer comfortably. Now, in the certain final segment, I'm going to be going over what the Blues reported offer to Matthew or for Matthew Kachuk was, and maybe what they could have done in some dream scenario to beat that Florida offer, and then where do the Blues go from here? That's the third segment. Stay tuned. Okie dokie. So, the St. Louis Blues were reportedly in on Matthew Kachuk, obviously, um, and the offer that they made that was denied was Vladimir Tarasenko, Marco Scandella, and a high draft pick. You assume that's a first-round pick. Tarasenko, Scandella, and a first. Is that as good as Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, and picks? Not even close. Marco Scandella at that point is just a salary match. I don't think there's any real interest there in Calgary acquiring him. Vladimir Tarasenko probably wouldn't want to play in Calgary. Has a no trade clause. I guess he would have waived it to go to Calgary if that was the Blues offer. Um, but still, he's a guy that is coming off of a couple shoulder surgeries. Yes, he had a great season last year with the St. Louis Blues, but still probably isn't quite the player that he once was um, and isn't Jonathan Huberto. So just right off the bat there, that offer is not good enough um, to beat the Florida Panthers. And they didn't even, according to that, they didn't even throw in any prospects or, you know, didn't throw in Jordan Cairo. 
So it's, I mean, maybe you say, okay, if, if Florida wasn't in the race, maybe the Flames counter offer and say, okay, how about instead of Tarasenko, Scandella in a first, how about Tarasenko, Krug, a first, and Bolduck? And then, then maybe you have an offer that's on par with Florida. But the fact of the matter is they just didn't get there. And for Calgary, I think it was more about the actual roster players that they were bringing in rather than prospects or young guys. And that was proven in the fact that they got, you know, they they upgrade they up they got older with this trade you know they weren't really concerned about bolstering their youth as much as just still being able to contend still being able to be in sort of a win now mode and the, what the Blues had to offer wouldn't necessarily be what Calgary wanted in that sense um, and then you look at like okay well then if you want to turn it into a roster player trade then maybe you're looking at Vladimir Tarasenko Jordan Cairo and Tory Krug or and Colton Pareko or something like that uh, and then a prospect and a pick on top of it and then you're just saying holy crap like you know Florida gave up too much with two roster players the Blues probably have to give up three in order to match what Florida gave up then you're looking at a whole separate people group of people mad at Doug Armstrong for gutting the roster and Doug Armstrong has always been a GM that has focused on having, you know, four solid offensive lines and three solid defensive pairings rather than, you know, two superstars at the top of your lineup and then, you know, roll roll guys that really aren't that good at the bottom of your lineup and just weigh heavily. That's never been the philosophy for the St. Louis Blues, and that's what they would have needed to turn their team into if they wanted to acquire Matthew Kachuk in this scenario. They would have had to be a team that relied on their top-end talent. Uh, and as fun as that would be in the regular season, that isn't necessarily a recipe for success when it comes to winning the Stanley Cup. Now, obviously, teams like the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning have tremendous, tremendous, tremendous top-end talent, but they also have depth. And the one thing the Blues would not have if they paid the asking price for Matthew Kachuk is depth. However, one thing that they would have is Matthew Kachuk. And it definitely feels like this offseason was a bit of a, a bit of a letdown in that sense. It feels like they didn't do much. It feels like for a team that feels like they're one legitimate piece away from taking that next level and being a true Stanley Cup contender again, it really feels like they just didn't do enough this offseason. However, I don't think that Matthew Kachuk was the answer there, and I don't think that what some people think is like, oh yeah, Doug Armstrong was just sitting here, sitting on his hands, assuming he would get Matthew Kachuk, and now he's screwed. I think he probably knew that the asking price was too high early on in these negotiations and shifted his focus elsewhere. I don't think Doug Armstrong was all in on Matthew Kachuk until the very end. It's like, oh crap, plan A has failed. What do we do now? I do not think Matthew Kachuk was plan A. Unfortunately, I think what the, exactly what the Blues did was plan A in terms of bringing back Letty, letting Perron go, and just sort of running it back with the same roster minus Perron. And that's disappointing. That's frustrating. But who knows? Maybe they have something else in the works. You know, it's there's still a couple free agents floating out there. Not that the Blues have money. There's still, you know, trades that could be made. Um, there's still a trade deadline in this upcoming season. I, I think the Blues are in still a transitional period for them uh, in terms of, you know, some of their, their aging players getting older and their youth getting better. Next year is going to be very telling to see, you know, can Robert Thomas take that next step? Which, first of all, I think I will just say, Robert Thomas would probably have had to be the centerpiece for the Matthew Kachuk trade, realistically, if the Blues wanted to get Matthew Kachuk. And there's just no way that that happens. There's no way the Blues trade a guy that they just signed to a long-term eight-year deal uh, to be the face of their franchise. Uh, there's no way they trade him. And that's realistically the only scenario where I think the Blues could have gotten Matthew Kachuk without absolutely gutting their roster. And they weren't going to do that. They were never going to do that. So, you know, here we are. Um, anyways, I, I'm not... I'm not as heartbroken 
as I was at first. I think I've rationalized it and accepted the fact that the Blues never really had a horse in this race when it came down to it, when Florida was offering what they were offering. Matthew Gutrecht was never going to be a member of the St. Louis Blues, unfortunately. Just with that, the size of that package that Florida was offering, uh, pause, um, <laughs> um, and just the amount of return that Calgary got, they, were, they would have been stupid to take any other deal. And I just don't think there's a team in the NHL that would be willing and capable of giving up that much talent uh, for Matthew Kachuk. And, you know, Florida is probably capable. They have a lot of depth. And as much as they are going to be a little bit more top-heavy next season, I still think that they have the depth to contend, and I think that they know that. Um, So I'm not too upset. I'm not too heartbroken. It's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks to see what else Doug Armstrong has. I would be surprised if the roster that they have now is the complete final roster. But also, I mean... I could see it. You know, they upgraded their bottom or bottom six forwards a lot, which I still think is going to be a really underrated aspect heading into next season. I think it's going to help out their defensive a lot, uh, having those two-way guys in the bottom six that they added. And I think the defense is going to have, you know, more time to mesh, more time to gel. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. But that being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. We're getting close to 500 subscribers. Gained a lot of subscribers over the last week with all the Matthew Kachuk news. Really appreciate that. So if you're new here, appreciate you. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, a lot of you know, a lot of new people here. Uh, appreciate it. I I, I really like the support. Uh, makes me motivated to post these episodes and give you guys this content. So yeah, continue to support me. Thumb thumbs up the video. Comment on the video. Or if you're listening on audio, that's fine too. You know, reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to Locked On Blues on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Or reach out to me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. That being said, thank you all so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.